0: All right, we are here celebrating Black History Month, uh, 10 years of Solar Streets with the legend, the one and only Mr. Glenn Jones. Welcome to the Solar Streets, Mr. Jones.
1: Thank you, sir.
0: It's such a pleasure to um to have you here on the show. Uh, you may not remember me, but I remember you not just for your music, but I got a chance to meet you back in 1992 in wow. Atlanta with Charles Gere.
1: Oh man, that's my dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh yeah. yeah, here I go again, run. Right, I was, right. I was with a brother by the name of Willie Hunter. He wrote for the Georgia Sentinel.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and mm. um, he took me along, and we went and we had some good groceries because you know Charles always makes
1: <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> he was gonna feed you if nothing else and give you uh something to drink that uh buffalo rock you know yeah yeah so,
0: you know we had we had that good old soul food in atlanta and um it was a good time and it, it was just a pleasure to to meet and um and that album was fire So it thank was you very well very well received as well and did that mm-hmm. album um changed changed my um well helped me because I got to meet louis louise west uh, Oh, yeah <laughs> that, my man. Yes, cause you had her information on it back of your C D.
1: Okay. Okay. And
0: um and I called her and when I moved back to New York, she was one of the first um people that I met with in nineteen ninety three when I came to New York. So salute to sure. you, Mr. Jones, because you you um inspired me to be doing what I'm doing, continuing to do what I do right now, because that's a story that I continue to tell people when I get a chance.
1: Glad to hear that.
0: Yes, yes. So, um, you've had an amazing journey on this R&B or the amazing R&B journey, and um, how did it all begin for you? I know you started in like 1980 with Norman Connors. Like, how did how did that start? How, how, what was the bug that made you get into this? This.
1: Well, business? I, I, I've always done music, but I I was doing music in gospel, and okay. uh, I uh, I formed a group from Jacksonville, Florida called the Modulations. And I started writing songs and ended up meeting uh, the Reverend, uh, the renowned Reverend James Cleveland. Nice. And uh, yeah, he heard uh, heard me sing. And I I went to meet him at his house up in Hollywood Hills. You know, I was really excited. And uh, we got around the piano and started singing. And the next thing I know, he was calling the record label, uh, which was Savoy Records back in those days. Mm-hmm. and telling them that he was going to take me in the studio to record a record and, you know, send the contract. So, uh, right. yeah, took me into RPM, uh, uh, Ray Charles' studio in uh, L.A., you know, and uh, recorded that first album, which was entitled With a Made Up Mind. And after that, I did another album called Feel the Fire. And that, okay. was, the album, that was the album that Norman Connors got a chance to hear. He loved it and he asked me to meet with him and asked me if I would consider doing a record called Melancholy Fire that was coming up on his new project. Okay. And at the time, Norman was recording for Arista Records. And I told him, sure. And he flew me out to California. I did the record. Uh, It came out as a second single from that project. Uh, um, the, uh, The single started to do well.
0: It, okay.
1: uh, and I went to like top 15, you know, uh, and uh, that's when I started getting offers from uh, record labels. And so RCA offered me a deal. I took it. OK, OK. <laughs> and, uh, that was the beginning of everything.
0: Nice, nice, nice. So were you, hmm. um, did you want to become a solo artist or were you just singing just because you can sing and, and people just love to hear you sing? Or Was that something you wanted to pursue or it just happened for you?
1: Well, the guys that I was singing with, you know, uh we were good friends. And I I loved them. But there was always a problem, you know, that that group dynamic sometimes is hard to deal with. And I was right. I was I was doing everything anyway. I was writing all those songs. And pretty much I when I was, you know, doing the group thing, I was, you know, standing back pretty much, you know, teaching the guys the songs and letting them sing. And I kept Having to find a new lead singer, a new lead singer. So my okay. brother who, was, who uh, was managing me. But at yeah, the time.
0: but you wasn't the only lead singer. Like you can only be the lead singer. Like why you needed another one with a voice as Gordon I
1: wasn't. I, was, I wasn't lead singing then, man. I was just what? you know, caught up in um, you know writing songs and teaching the music to the guys, and I was playing guitar. And okay. uh, my brother, who was my manager, came to me and said, "Man, you need to go out and do your own thing." And uh, I decided to take a stab at that.
0: I can't hear you.
1: And uh, I started touring with him, you know, doing dates. And I went from, you know, uh, back back in those days, you know, doing gospel. It was like, you know, uh, the van and trailer thing. You know, I was driving and I had a trailer on the back of my van. I was just (laughs) working. Hard man. And then when I got with Norman, I said, okay, you know, I can I can get into you know the tour bus, you know, thing, the nice hotels and, the stuff you hear you about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, cool. I can sit back now. And um it just it took off, man. It it really took off. And it really changed.
0: did, it really did. You've had a string yeah. of this classic singles that just changed yeah. the, the, and, and contributed to the R and B um the journey it's just amazing amazing who who are some of your if who because when i when people ask me who my favorite singers are i say donnie Hathaway and yourself and and, you know what i'm saying and and, uh as far as the singing like the straight voice like before i even knew what a songwriter or what like just y'all voices was just like amazing to me so just as a singer Mm -hmm. you and donnie are like my my go-to um when i just speak of vocals so when this opportunity was brought back to me to to, to speak with you, I was like, "Heck yeah!" Like I I got I got I got some stuff to say to Mister Jones because he he really inspired me to um you know to to do this music thing.
1: So yeah.
0: you know so um who are your influence influences as a vocalist?
1: Donny Hathaway, you wow. know, he, yeah, okay, yeah okay, He okay. was he was my favorite. Donny Hathaway, um, Rance Allen, uh, Aretha Franklin uh Bobby Womag, Marvin Gaye, you know, so many great singers back in yeah. those times, man. You know, it wasn't about, you know, the little tricks and magic that you could pull off in the studio. It was like what we call ten toes on the floor. That means okay. flat foot singer, you know, and I was inspired by that. Stevie Wonder, I can never, I can never Yeah, Stevie. Get Stevie. Stevie is
0: definitely one of my, uh, he's just a genius, but like he's just more than just a singer like he writes the way he moves the way he inspires everybody when he just walk in the building it's just like it's just crazy yeah. like but when but when it's just vocals it's like you and Donnie for me you and Donnie just for vocals yeah. like y'all vocals are just ridiculous like
1: thank you you, you know so
0: it's a god gets a god I mean I a, Stevie's a god gift too but I'm just talking straight vocals for
1: me yeah <laughs> that's what it is yeah, yeah yeah well you know that that uh gospel background it is a big part of that because it's like just, you know, from the soul, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't care if I sing Mary Had a Little Lamb, I'm going to put that thing on it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I mean, if, if
0: you sing Mary Had a Little Lamb, you <laughs> may have another one. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. you, you created a lot of lambs out here for Mary's out here. with, this, well, with the
1: Mary's yeah. I have been accused of that, man. I I, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, but it's just great to you know to be able to um to speak with you with the type of career that you've had from show me to um we've only just begun at last day. I mean, you've had uh just a string of just bangers that was. I mean, you even work like um I just gotta jump. How was it working with Timmy Allen? Because I got to meet um him a few years, decades back. Like I know you worked with Timmy Allen. Like what was that experience yeah. like? Because he was doing his thing out here.
1: Timmy Allen is the bomb, man. And, you know, the thing that I really liked about working with Timmy is that not only was he, was he a great musician and songwriter, but he understood vocals, you know, yes. cause he can sing himself. And uh, lots of times when you're working on a record and you're being produced, you know, um, to have somebody that really understands vocals, it's always a plus. And, uh, it was great, man, working with Timmy. Uh, matter of fact, uh, we about to try to work on a thing right now that nice. some, peop- some people some uh, people spoke to me about doing. So, uh, yeah, that that was a, a great combination working with Timmy Allen.
0: Yeah, because he he brought you into that New Jack Swing a little bit uh, when it yeah. when it was coming. So, were you um, were you having so much success with the ballads? Was it doing the up tempos? Was that something? um that was difficult to find those type of grooves for you or uh how how the, the
1: it was it was pretty easy cuz you know that kind of thing was was Timmy's uh, niche you know um and uh you know Timmy was really into that 808 sound yeah. you know what i'm saying so you know he 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 put those beats together and we to me at last was one of the best songs i recorded with him yeah and at the time, I was with Jive Records, and I got on my knees and begged them, please, please, let me let me release this as a single. They told me no. They said it's just a groove. What? I
0: always wondered why, because that song was like one of my favorites off the project.
1: Yeah, they said it was just a groove, but I mean, that's what music is supposed to be. Right. Supposed to be a groove, right? And now when you fast forward to these times, you know, uh, pretty much... Uh, that's the way they do records. I mean, they're not a lot of changes and you know all this, but once you get, you know, get get the groove happening and, and 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 put it in that pocket, that's what people want. They want to be able to dance on it. So uh, but it was still a great record. It it made a great impression on a lot of people because even though they didn't officially release it as a single in New York City.
0: Thank Kiss God for Quiet Storm, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, hey, look, this was something that they were playing during drive time. Yeah, too. Know. too uh, Yeah, uh, it, it was uh, it was a big record in in New York and Chicago. Uh, Barry, this guy named Barry Mayo, who was the uh, program director of uh, Kiss FM, mm-hmm. you know, he made that record. You know, a, a big record in New York and Chicago and Detroit, and you know, mostly, you know, like. A lot of the places that love the uh, steppers, you know, music and the two hand, you know, the the two hand dance music, that -hmm. was uh, a a big record in that circuit. Okay. So now
0: now let me take it back a little bit. So when you recorded Show Me, uh, when that song um, came to you, did you write that song?
1: No, you know, uh, my good friend uh, Lala. Uh, La La. her real name LaProvice wow. La, La Cope. She's the same uh writer who wrote uh You, you give, give Good, Good Love for yeah. Women. Hey man, like I heard that record You Give Good Love first cuz LaLa lived right around the corner from me when I lived in Queens. Wow. And uh she played it. I begged for that record, man. I was like, "You got to let me have it." Yeah. And uh she you said you, no.
0: She still do it today. <laughs>
1: huh? she, said, no. she said no. She said she said there's this new girl signed to Clive Davis and this is for her. She said, but don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got something else. And then she played Show Me. Woo. Yeah, great. <laughs> great. Yeah. Wow. So you just knew you
0: knew that song was a smash from from the I knew from it. The I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Was that the first single that that was the first hit for you, right?
1: Well I did a record, I did an EP before uh Uh, that album, before the uh, Finesse album, I did an EP, and my first single from that was I Am Somebody, which had uh, uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson on the track, you know, doing this famous I Am Somebody chant, Mm -hmm. and um, we actually dedicated part of the proceeds from that, and then I came back with a record called Keep On Doing, which was uh, produced by Al McKay from Earth, Wind & Fire. That's when he first left the group, and he okay. started his production company, cold-blooded, cold-blooded record, man. Uh my uh m- at the time she was my 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 lady, uh, eventually became my wife, but Janobia Yeah, she was yes, the she sung on that record. Yeah, she sung on that record with me. And uh, at first they were like, No, nah, you know, we just want you to do it, we want you to do it. I said, No, just give her a chance, man. So when she stepped in there, man, and opened her mouth. And blew everybody away, you know. One take, one take. That's the way that do it
0: I did on the offer you album is is um crazy.
1: Uh, like, Endless, uh I listened to I endlessly. No, no, no like that was, no, was likey. Uh, uh,
0: it's um, I listened to it today. It's on the album with stay because I was getting the albums mixed up.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> you got me, man.
0: Like, you like used to. I'm gonna get it. Hold on, I, cause I had it. Hold on, I got it.
1: What did I do? Uh, you talking about a lot of years ago, man?
0: I know, but we're gonna bring it back. Um, that's how love should be.
1: Ah, yeah, yeah. I wrote that. I wrote that song, and uh, that song's
0: gonna repeat. I, I was like, that may not become a single, but that was a single in my house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> man, if that that song was crazy, man, because uh, shortly after that. I went on tour. I went uh, to uh, to the UK. I played in London and in Manchester, and we played at uh, this event called the Weekender. And okay. we dropped we dropped that song "Man in the House." A matter of fact, when we did it, Dave Hollister was singing background for me. Wow, and, Does that uh, makes
0: sense. I gonna yeah. say like, you gotta have like I'm sure yeah. all the great <laughs> vocalists that came out after you sang background for you because. It's like you—you you didn't have no cheesy background singer. <laughs> you couldn't.
1: No <Nah>, man, I—I <laughs> I, uh, I was fortunate. I had some great background singers, and I just—I had great musicians and co-writers yeah. on on my records, you know, and producers and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. amazing, amazing R&B story, man. Just a, a dope artist that that blessed the R&B culture. Like, where would R&B be without Mister Glenn Jones? You know, like, do you feel like
1: <laughs> oh, you man. feel you're
0: unsung? Do you feel you get uh, the credit you
1: deserve? Well, I mean, uh, the TV One did even a
0: matter?
1: TV One did a uh, did an unsung episode on me, uh, which was great, you know, because I wanted people to know my story. But uh, there've been times when I felt like that, because I my, I've always, you know, my main objective has always been to do a great record, do a good record, and maintain my vocals, you know, and for people to be able to appreciate the uh, the talent that I have and the level of uh, performance on my records, you know, I'm I'm serious about that, and usually yeah. I you know I usually make the mark, you know.
0: No, you definitely you definitely um come through with the with the with the vocals and the great the great classics R&B classics. So yeah. um after show me just the I think the next um project that you came out with. I don't know if it's the next project, but. I believe it was that we've only just begun. That I remember where I, I remember your name. That's when I understood who Glenn Jones was. Was that, was that project that we've only just begun? Project that which had at last, and um, and that was a dope time in R&B. I think that was like eighty-seven.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's eighty-seven. No, you're right. You're right.
0: Okay, because I remember I bought your album. I bought Alexander O'Neal album. Uh, uh that Alex. album of uh, the Sunshine. That the Hearsay album. The, um, I believe Keith Sweat album was out at the time. I mean, eighty-seven yeah. was it? That was the year when I like the second year I started buying my own records and stuff like that. So it's like yeah. I remember what I purchased, and uh, that was yeah. in that was in my collection. So that was a, yeah. that was a good time for myself. So when you did um, "We've Only Just Begun," who produced that one? That was that Timmy um, Allen. Timmy Allen did that one too, right?
1: Yeah, but he and I we wrote the song together. We 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 collabed on on the songwriting together.
0: Yeah, that was now that song. I mean, what was what was that session like? Come bringing that song to life, because that's another one that's
1: like. It 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 was great because uh, that was the first time uh, I'd ever worked with Timmy. You know, first time I ever wrote with him, and uh, you know, uh, somehow, you know that song was just. It was fresh. It it was just right on time and yeah. working with Timmy, you know, uh, on the vocals, and then I got a chance to really show my range, you know, on the record. And uh, that record did a lot, a lot for my career. A lot,
0: a lot of damage. A lot of damage out here. It's a it's a, it's a yeah. staple at R and B. how Do you know how many staples you have? You have a lot. Of them. <laughs> Must be nice.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, man. But then you know, there are times when you know other songs. You know like what people consider to be b side songs. Oh yeah, I got. I'm gonna we'll get into
0: that one. I got one. I got a favorite b side as well. That's just like, yeah,
1: oh yeah, my God. right. Yeah.
0: You guys, you guys, you got some 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 bangers. Um, but I mean, let's get into the b side. My favorite b side from you, outside of the one with you and your wife, is um in you. That song is fire, fire,
1: fire. Hey, I, I, again, again. I begged the label to release that as a single. Oh my God! You know, and and they and they didn't do it, but that's been one of the uh, songs that I've been most proud of. You know, because and and you know, so many couples getting married have used that song. You know, I remember uh, having a conversation uh, with uh, Yolanda Adams, and she was telling me about when she and her husband joined, you know, in marriage that that was one of his favorite songs
0: really all right
1: yeah beautiful song man that was an amazing
0: project album like when how did you put that album together because every song seemed like you wasn't going for no misses on that project you and bernard bell i mean i I know he he didn't do the whole album right but he did no but he did a a nice amount of songs on there but y'all wasn't y'all wasn't i felt like that album was the the glenn jones album of the year
1: yeah, I, I I felt like that too. Uh, Bernard and I we wrote in you together and then we wrote I've been searching together and oh. there's a, another song on there that's uh entitled call me. Call oh, me is oh, cold blooded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh I wrote that with Bernard and uh and and my co-producer Ray Watkins uh from yeah. uh, here I go again. You know. That's uh, the
0: piece Bernard Bell the great
1: yeah, yeah, Burnout was amazing, man. And uh there were a couple of guys from uh Washington DC, twin two twin brothers that uh they wrote and produced a couple of things and then Kenny Latimore uh was even a co-writer on a couple of things and he sang okay. back was on some of the stuff, you know. So uh I, I I just it was like I wanted to have a record that you didn't have to skip over songs you know, like wherever wherever the needle fell, you just kept, you know, just, yeah, you're going about your business on a Saturday, cleaning your house and whatever, you know, but just, I wanted everything to be really, you know, uh, cohesive and uh, uh, um, Ray Watkins and I did a song called Baby Come to Me, Mm. which was a smoker. It was a smoker. I think I had probably sung that song one time in my life, you know, in a live concert setting, but that's one of my favorite songs too.
0: Yeah, that album, felt like, did you feel like you had something to prove when you was recording that album or that's just was the energy was, just the, like, just no skips, like, because it just seemed like you didn't, when I got, because I had, I had bought the We've Only Just Begun album, and that album was nice, it was cool, you know what I'm saying, it was nice, and then the Offer For You album, it was cool, it was nice, you know, I was like, okay, okay. And then, yeah. then, when you came out with that, then you got that the new situation with Atlantic, and then you came out with a yeah. whole new regime and just whole new energy vibe yeah. and everything. It is, it was like, wait, wait a minute now. Oh, this is about to be a. Yeah. a this is this is this is what we're talking about. <laughs> so yeah. Was that like a conscious effort uh, sonically? To uh, did you feel like you had something to prove on that particular project?
1: Well, I wanted to uh, establish uh, a. Uh... A sound, you know, like a, a a signature sound, you know, for my for my records, and uh, I think I was able to do that. But now uh, yes. you in the All for You album, which uh, is uh, a project that uh, Timmy Allen and Barry Eastman worked yes. on with me, and the title track All for You is so huge in South Africa. All for you. Uh, uh, that may be all I need to know. That that song there, man. It's like it's amazing how, after all these years, that record is fire right now yeah. in South Africa. You know that's why I've been back and forth so much because the people love it.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it, it makes sense because I mean, you you have one of those voices, one of those gifts that just you know it's gonna always it's gonna always work. <laughs> the, well, the great the thing.
1: You... The main thing is to have great songs, you know, great songs and great production so I couldn't have done that, you know, without them working with me.
0: I was always wondering like when those when the um group, I forget the name of the group's name, when they came out with the Stay, when they did a cover of your of Stay.
1: Yeah, how did you yeah. feel about that
0: cuz it, it was like it was like, like maybe two or three years after you came out with it and they the, the, the right. ladies came out with it. I forget the name of the the their group, but how how did you like that not so much how you like the um, version, but how did you feel about the cover of the of the, your song?
1: Well, I mean, it to me it was a compliment, you know. Okay. I mean, to uh, do a song that some young ladies from from the UK wanted to do, and uh, sometimes people forget that that song was a hit record for me because that was that was top five Billboard, yeah, yeah top five Billboard uh, song.
0: Yeah, that definitely was a. Uh, I mean. I, I bought it and I pride mm-hmm. myself in buying hits. So uh, yeah. that, that you know that kept that kept me kept me out of harm's way. I say RB kept me out of harm's way. So I mean a lot of you guys' mm-hmm. music just kept me focused and um you know wanted yeah. to stay clear of the of the of the things that was out there that could have got into. Right. So I appreciate right. you guys for just following you dreams because it allowed me to find mine. and and here I am today talking to the legend himself, yeah. celebrating Black Beautiful. History Month. So how how does Black History Month um how do you feel about Black History Month? How do you celebrate it? Or uh, this year, per se?
1: I think uh, it's something that uh, is very significant because of the contribution that we have given. You know, whether it's been in civil rights or entertainment, music, you know, um, acting, movies, and all of that. Matter of fact, I was looking at the the uh, James Brown uh, 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 documentary last night, and I'm okay. I'm t- I'm DVRing it right now because I you know <laughs> it's just amazing, man. That dude, and you know in the in the era where he came along, I was a young kid, and he was Mister Excitement. You know, every time I knew he was on television, I ran, and you know, I just um uh, I admire on. He was an entrepreneur, you know. Uh, he's a businessman. He owned his label and his his records, and he was producing and writing and all of that. And uh, uh, that's the, that's the thing that I've aspired to was to be able to, you know, express myself creatively and have mm-hmm. some say so and have some control over that.
0: Nice, nice. So, oh man, I mean, I feel like you are a part of. This Black History Month for myself because you're here on the soulful mm-hmm. streets, and uh-huh. uh, it's just you know it's just an honor to be able to speak to our, our R&B legends and uh, who contributed so much, you know. So you you what you said about James Brown that's that's how I feel about you and and all the other greats that came yeah. with you and before you and um uh, and some has, and some after you like um like I feel like Joe is a great it's a, he reminds me of you
1: Joe. Uh-huh. And, I love that dude, man. Yeah, I,
0: I, I got the same background for him. Um, back when he was a uh, back in like what year? was it? That was like nineteen ninety when he did "Don't Want to Be a Player." When he was out during mm-hmm. that time, yeah, I did yeah. background for him then. And then, uh, um, and I feel like Little G from Silk. I feel like he's one, one of your,
1: uh, um, one
0: of your sons in the vocal. Yeah.
1: yeah, he 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 is. He he personally told me that. You know, he said that he aspired to uh, to sing. You know. To follow me because he uh, he was inspired by my singing. Uh, uh, Joe has made that statement, you know, about me. Uh, several yeah. of, of the younger artists, you know, and sometimes you don't really know who you're influencing, you know. But then every now and then you can listen to somebody sing and say oh, hey, they kind of sound like me a little bit, right, you know. Right. But I you know I never I never, think I never so, took it for granted though. You yeah, know?
0: that's why I wanted to know. Do you feel unsung? Because I just I um, know this the, the 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 talent that you have and the other talent that's come after you like you know mm-hmm. you could tell when somebody really really listens to people who can really sing yeah as a yeah. as a singer and those guys can really sing it's like you wasn't listening to yeah. you know this you know the bubblegum stuff you was listening to the real soul right there
1: well yeah. i guess because i was fortunate enough to come along at a time where you know when that was what music was about, you know, like, you know, establishing yourself, you know, developing your own sound, you know, and um, that's why, you know, even when it comes down to covering other people's songs, Mm -hmm. you know, if I cover a song, I'm going to go at it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm going to make it mine. You know, matter of fact, I have a new single that uh, we dropped about going on two weeks ago, the group switch. I was a big fan of theirs back in the day. And they had a song called I Want to Be Closest. So uh, my friend, Eric Nolan, mm. and myself, we just did a remake. And we even featured a guy named uh, Tony Exum, Jr. And the record is really being received well, man. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, yes, it is. Eric is, is uh, part of the OJs. He's been with the OJs for 28 nice, years. Nice, nice. Yeah, and he's a good, you know, he's just a... Uh, he, he's serious about what he does and he's a good singer, he's a he's a good guy you know, and uh, you know, a lot of that falsetto stuff uh, oh, that yeah. we used to hear, you know a long time ago uh, we don't hear it like that anymore, you know but that record, Want to Be Closer was the record where Philip Ingram and um, Bobby DeBarge, you know, were doing their thing they killed it, so we oh, yeah. dropped that man, we just wanted to do a classic R&B song and that's what we did
0: and that's what you did. It's on my playlist, Solar Streets, that you can hear this Sunday. Um, okay. It's fire! It's fire! I'm supporting it here. You know, so you inspired me to push music. I was like, "I'm, I'm, It's too much goodness out here. You know, it's like you just yeah. got. You have to. You just have to hear this fire that's that's being produced out here. You know, so and I'm thankful mm. that I have a, a creative platform where I can do that. So Sunday it will definitely be on the Solar Streets, and it, you y'all did an amazing job. Made it a whole nother level of a classic because uh, the original is a is, is ridiculous, and I was like, yeah. "Y'all did y'all thing on this one." I was like, "Okay, okay."
1: Yeah, well, I, I talked to the guys uh, from uh, from Switch, and they really are happy. They love the song. They love what we did with it. So, yeah.
0: Do you have a favorite Glenn Jones song?
1: Uh... Um, probably wouldn't be anything that you would know, uh, because it wasn't a single, you know. Okay. But I like we were talking about the B side songs. I just some of those songs are my favorite songs, like uh, uh, every time I try to walk away, you know. And like you said, in you, um, uh, uh, quite a few of them, man, quite a few, yeah. More.
0: So is it, is it
1: hard to, do you perform those songs on your show today, or you just? Yeah, yeah, I do, you know, but the main thing is that, you know, you got to do the classic hits that they know, you know, if you don't, you're going to be in trouble, you know, right. so <laughs> I always do that, and, you know, I hit a little bit of this or that, but when we were talking about Donny Hathaway, I'd I sing a couple of his songs, like, uh, More Than You'll Ever Know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love singing that, man. And uh, I usually, you know, talk to the fellas when I sing that because sometimes women say that men are too hush-mouthed and they don't really understand how much we appreciate them and love them. And by the time I finish singing that song, they understand. Yeah.
0: yeah. So out of your classic Glenn Jones hits, do you have a favorite classic hit of yours?
1: Uh, probably... Probably I've been searching. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's usually the last song in my set.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a, that that's a good one. I think my favorite my favorite hit of yours would be. Here I go again.
1: Well, yeah, yes. that's yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Here
0: I go again. That that one I was like, when, I mean, I've been searching was a good was a good follow up to it. Like it kept it going, kept that momentum going. Yeah, I was like, that's what I felt like at last. What it did with um, uh, we've only just begun. It was so I felt, felt like I got the they got the system right in how they was releasing the songs, and I was like, right. okay, yeah, he ain't playing. Mm-hmm. He on a stringer. He on. The stringer. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, they are not playing. You know, they don't figured it out, and uh, we about to have uh, you know, just a whole a whole Glenn Jones uh ever here. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you excited? Are
1: you still excited about the the music today? Yes, I am, man. I'm 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 always excited about it, and I I get more excited when it's time to play live. You know, with my unit, my band, mm-hmm. that's an amazing thing, and I, I love doing that because I can play whatever song I want to play. You know, and I, I I infuse other stuff in in my show. You know, I even get a chance to do some gospel, which mm-hmm. is my first love. You know, uh, that's my root. That's where I come from. And I just get a chance to be me, you know. Express that yeah, spiritual side, you know.
0: Right. I know the industry has changed so much since, from so much since you, you know, first started, and then along the way, since you know, since you've been in the game. How do you feel about the changes into in the industry today?
1: Well, you know, I can appreciate the whole independent thing. You know, uh, the only problem is, is that you know, when it with with an independent situation. You got to be able to uh, fund the record, you know, I mean, to really, you know, be able to work the record and 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 get exposure for it. And, you know, that right. takes money, you know, but uh, it's uh, it's cool to be able to cut whatever kind of record I want. That's the best part about it.
0: That's nuts. so is there like a new project an album? You Would you think you would release another album or are you just going to be doing singles?
1: I have an EP entitled "Love by Design," which uh, I uh, I did it with uh, Regina Bell. She and I did a song on the album.
0: Nice, and nice,
1: I, nice. I did a a, a a song a remake with uh, featuring Nick Colion. You know the great late Nick Colion, great you know jazz guitar player. And I've uh, got a uh, couple of songs that Chucky e. Booker produced yes. on the project. You know. And uh I, I, you know I'm excited about that. The main I'm thing excited life... about it too. <laughs> no, the main... know, for real, because I remember
0: when I met with uh with Louise years ago, I said, you know, it'll be dope if, if he were, if he did a song with Regina Bell, and she was like, Yeah, you know, that was like in '93. And and yeah, then I see, actually I have come
1: together. So I got two songs with Regina. I cut a song with Regina some years ago called From Now On. It's a ballad, mm-hmm. kind of like a wedding song. And uh, Barry Eastman produced it cold-blooded, man. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful song.
0: Yeah, I knew y'all together would be amazing because y'all both sing y'all butts off. So it was, yeah. and y'all, if you get to feel the passion the way she sings. She's just amazing. And yeah, um, yeah she's, she's beautiful. I got to see her in concert before she opened up for um, Freddie Jackson on Broadway okay. one time in um, New York. Okay and, um, right. yeah, and that was a good great, 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 great performer, great show. I didn't I, I wish I would have got the chance. I was moving around too much. I never got a chance to see you live, but I hopefully you'll be in New york to, um you know performing or somewhere close by because I will definitely be supporting
1: well, um we're working on some some dates for New York, and uh, I've been doing that whole um city winery circuit, okay, you know, been doing that. So uh, probably the one in New York is probably uh, w- one of three markets that I've had, I haven't had. I have played city-runner yet.
0: Okay. Is New York, because uh, why all the great R&B artists, like they just, we don't get to see them in New York that often. It's New York. What's going on with New York? New York, they don't have no more uh, promoters? What's going on?
1: <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> it, man. You got to ask the radio, them, They play the
0: music, but they don't. <laughs> They don't bring the artists out anymore like they used to. Like, what's, where's the disconnect?
1: I don't know, man. I think the last time that I played in New York was probably at uh, the B.B. Uh, King spot, you know, which that's been gone for a while, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: that's been gone for a long time.
1: hmm Yeah, I did a show there uh, with uh, Peebo Rice and Norman oh. Connors, and uh, I think... Um, I think Bob Baldwin was on the show, Okay. but uh, I've always loved playing in New York, man. They always gave me a lot, a lot of love. I remember playing back in the day down at the down uh, at the um, there's a venue downtown. Uh, I can't think of the it beacon? right now. I played the Beacon several times. Yeah, I okay. did that. You yeah.
0: did, have you done? I know. You, I mean, I got footage of you at the Apollo when you did the Showtime. And your body bagged that that was fire.
1: Yeah, I used to enjoy. I used to enjoy the lady that was on the front yeah, row. Yeah, I was gonna mm-hmm. say the la- <laughs> the, what, the lady that would grab your pants leg. Yeah, yes, and all yes. That.
0: yes. I, mm-hmm. I know Mr. Yeah. Novia didn't like that too much, but
1: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's a part of the business. That's brother, part of,
0: you know. If you book yeah. her, if you book, if you play at the Apollo, you have to expect her to 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 yeah. come up there to, to be up front and center and, and pull your pants
1: down. <laughs> yeah, I used to play the bottom line downtown. I used to play um uh it was another uh club in, in Midtown. Uh it's been so many years but uh yeah New York was always a, a great market for me to play.
0: Nice. Well, when you come to New York, you got to come to the Sugar Bar, the, um, the Ashton Simpsons but have you been there?
1: I've been there before, but I went there to hang out with Nick and Val because yeah. I, I did a uh I did their radio show. I did a live recording. Uh you know, on their radio show, uh, okay. took a, you know, I had uh, some uh, some rhythm players, you know, uh, acoustic guitar playing and uh, some keys and some kungas and I took three singers in there and uh, we recorded live. And so, after we finished doing the radio show, we went and hung out at the sugar bar, you know, okay, lots of
0: fun. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I'll be hosting there on um, for my birthday on April 11th, so it's gonna be fun. Great. I love yeah. to get some of that good old food and uh, you know the good vibes, yeah. the good vibes. So, but I mean, yeah. you you have been a stand up um, male artist uh, in my in my journey to, of someone to watch. You know, what I mean, a, a man just being a a man uh, and and um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I mean, singing mm-hmm. the songs, living the songs, just being um true to the lyrics that you yeah. that you write and that you perform. You've been a great example. Of what a male vocalist should strive for, so I hope if you ever feel unsung, that you know that you have inspired many vocalists, songwriters, uh, male artists, and just to be men in the game, you know. So thank you thank so you, much. Brian. For, thank for you. Being I appreciate 100%, you know. I appreciate. We don't, it. we don't have that many. We got. We have a lot. We have a lot, but not many that we can. You know. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, hey, look, I got you, Brian. You know, I got you. You
0: know, yeah. like you, Jeffrey Osborne, people. You know, mm-hmm. it's a it's a lot of y'all that really speak to the, you know, that really held it down for us. And um, you know, it, and as a young and as a young and, you know, I just want to say thank you, uh, for being that example. And because and, it's a lot, it's a lot of, you know, it's it's, it's crazy out here.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 a lot of crazy stuff in the world right now. Anyway, you know.
0: hmm And you represent, you represent it. I thank you so much, Mr. Jones, for this uh, full circle moment for myself, and this is going to be amazing because uh, I believe Louise's birthday was two days ago. So
1: oh, wow, um, I missed
0: that. Uh, yeah, so I'm gonna send her this this interview, and yeah. uh, hopefully, make she, sure you
1: send it. Make sure you send it to me too. Oh, hey, yeah, Weezy. Definitely, definitely. hey Weezy, hey <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: definitely, because that's what I call it. Hey Weezy. <laughs>
1: Right, so it's, been, right. it's
0: been a minute, man, since since um I've got a chance to actually see it. But God willing, I hope she's doing great. Yeah, yeah.
1: And yeah, I'm glad yeah.
0: to see that you're doing well and and still putting yeah. out great music and um yeah. just being an inspiration. Continue to be in, continuing to be inspired to put out great music. And um thank you, man. I just this has been a, a, another um for Black History Month. I'm celebrating ten years of my podcast Solar Streets. Wow. And I I play um music from up and coming artists. And I'm, you know, elevating to playing more established artists. And with this being Black History Month, it's just great to be able to speak to the heroes in my life who've, who've touched me and allowed me to pour into other people. So thank yeah. you. I can't say thank you enough. Big shout thank out you to brother. Tanyel yeah. and uh, everybody that you know helped make this happen. You guys yeah. are amazing.
1: Thank you. You're a good dude, man. I like you.
0: Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Is yeah, there any words of encouragement that you could give, um, uh, a singer, young or old or uh, mid age, whatever, just to, uh, because you because know, uh, some encouraging words.
1: Everything is so different now, man. You know the way we, the way we get access to the music. You know the whole streaming and you know thing. But um, I, I just think you have to be true to who you are you know uh from a musical perspective to even you know as a as a person you know and uh I've been able to do that and I think that's why you know uh I uh actually this is the uh 40th an- anniversary of the release of show me that was 40 years mm. ago <laughs> yeah and, and I'm still saying that, that joint today,
0: it feels like it was just almost yesterday. I mean, it's like it was just yesterday when the song came out. Cause I was young, 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 young when it came mm. out, but the song was fire.
1: Yeah, well that's you know, that's the uh, timely but timeless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, way to yes. go. So I, I appreciate that.
0: So so you do shows with um you've done shows with people?
1: Yeah, I've been on a couple of shows with people.
0: It's going to be right. interesting when y'all both do show me. Like, you got two two fire show me's in the show. Oh, <laughs> well, his is show and tell. Yours is show me.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I recorded a, I recorded show and tell also. Really? Yeah, I did a remake album for... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah and I did that on there. Um, Pivo, uh great singer. Uh, I was always inspired by him also. Always liked... Uh, Appreciated his vocal ability. Yes. You know. Yeah,
0: know I would love to hear a duet, if possible, with one day with you and Stephanie Mills. That would be fire.
1: Oh yeah, I, I've known Stephanie for a long time. I, I think that would be a great record.
0: I mean, because it's like those y'all vocals. Like, was it? Is it hard? Was it hard? Is it harder? Was it hard bringing those type of vocals together back in that time? Um. Well,
1: with you the know. And everything. Uh, it depend. It depended on the song, you know. A lot of oh, people man. they based uh their decision on collaboration, uh, based off of the song, you know. Sometimes, you know, if you bring a song to the table, and it's just killer, you know, mm-hmm. then you know, people sometimes say, "I, I got to get a piece of that," you know.
0: Yeah, well, uh, that that would be an amazing, amazing um uh, collaboration. I think. <laughs> Yeah. Y'all could do y'all could do y'all can do fill the fire all over again you know, or something. Know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Great song. Yeah. Great song. Definitely, definitely. Well, I thank you once again for the opportunity for to, for this interview. And um, you know, celebrating black history. Um, it's ten years of solar streets. I don't know what else to say, but thank you, thank you, thank you. And um uh, wishing you nothing, you know, but continued success on your journey. And hopefully you're gonna get to New York. A city and yeah. When you get there, I will be there. Uh, supporting because yeah, yeah. they got some good steaks in that in that place too. So
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I will be well, in the
0: building supporting. I look, me. I
1: look, I look forward to meeting you, man. Thank you so yes, much.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good one.
1: All right. You too.